Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. game unbeaten as Charlton's impressive start to life back in the championship continues although it took an ice cool penalty from Lyle Taylor in the last minute to grab a share of the spoils at Barnsley welcome to Charlton Live Good evening. Welcome to Charlton Live. My name is uh, Louis Mendes. We're going to be looking back at the 2-2 draw with Barnsley on this evening's show. Joining me here in the studio to do just that uh, on my right-hand side is Mr. Lewis Cat. How are you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Have you had a, a good weekend? Yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, well, still unbeaten. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, Take your that. weekend's unbeaten as well, is it? My weekend's always unbeaten. Excellent yeah. stuff. Yeah, and exactly. uh, joining us here also in his pink... Real Madrid shirt, famously, is uh, Tom Wallian. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, how's your weekend been? All right, I was in Wales yesterday yeah. watching the rugby. Uh, what was so the score? Can we mock you? I would... No, Wales won. Oh. And they're now the best well, team in the world. A, it's so. a completely <laughs> irrelevant sport, so I don't know why you wasted your time. But good to have you here <laughs> in the studio. And also joining me on my left-hand side, a newbie in the show, in, on, in the studio, Mr. Benji Cloak, one of my oldest friends. Benji, good evening. How are you? Yes, good evening. Very good, thank you, Louis. Yeah, yeah, you were there at the game yesterday, up, up at Barnsley, and you, you got back in one piece? 
Go back in one piece. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you enjoy it? Do you think a worthy a worthy point for the addicts in the end? Yeah, I'd say similar to Stoke. It could have gone either way, but um, definitely happy with a last minute penalty. So. Excellent stuff. So on tonight's show, we will look back uh, at that game, that uh, two-all draw up at Barnsley. We're going to hear the commentary highlights, and I promise you, they're crystal clear. <laughs> You're going to hear those in a second. It's the right game, I promise. Um, we're also going to hear uh, the full post-match interview uh, from Lee Bowyer uh, as well. So um, just before we do that, so Ben, do you think we deserved a point? It's one of those ones that it's hard to say, really, for certain if we... I mean, because I feel like we could have won it, but at the same time, obviously, Barnsley had a couple of decent chances as well, and we ended up equalising quite late on. So, uh, was a point the fair result? Do you think we could have got more? Yeah, um, as I said earlier, I think it's quite similar to the Stoke game, where we were clinical in a Stoke game, and uh, I think you look at yesterday, we had two really great early chances uh, from Parrington and Cullen, um, and then they just scored an absolute screamer to take the lead so that was quite obviously clinical um, and then in the second half funny enough we started really well didn't we mm. first five minutes we were all over and then they went down the other end scored and then it took us a while to get our mojo going uh, and try and create anything again and uh, yeah and then we pop up at the last minute to get that penalty and you're kind of just more relieved than anything to think actually maybe we could have won it but Apart from that in the second half, I think Aniki had that great chance, which we spoke about earlier, uh, should have maybe shot first time or squared it for Lyle. So, yeah, I guess more because of the way the goal came about at the end, more relieved that we got the point. Um, but, yeah, looking at chances overall, maybe we could have nicked it because I think mm. our chances... Well, better. I can't think of when Dylan was really challenged yeah, to make it's, a save. It's, it's another funny one, isn't it? I mean, the, the defending for I think for for Barnsley's second's goal would, would leave a few questions, but the way that they took the lead was was unstoppable. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the game more in detail. Just Tom, just in terms of the actual start, then mm. you know we're three games in, we're still unbeaten, we're effectively joint top of the table. We were top at, at one point yesterday. Um, I mean, you really couldn't have, have expected this start at all three weeks ago. No, I definitely didn't predict it. Um, trying not to get too carried away, but... It's you hard can't get fan, the 138 points anymore, so... No, so yeah. that that was obviously gutting. Um, I just think back and I, I'm wary of the, the season where we beat QPR and, and Hull in the first <laughs> couple of weeks, then drew, didn't we, away at Forest and Derby, and then got relegated. So, um, yeah, look, Boya says it himself, so I'm not trying to bring the mood down. We know we're... We're probably not going to be up there for the whole season, but whilst we are, we've just got to enjoy it. And and the truth is, we are playing some nice stuff, and we are competing with these sides. And we don't know where any of us are going to end up at the end of the season, but we can only play the teams w- that we've played so far. And and I think we've looked okay against them. Um, and the more games that go on, the more we compete against those oppositions, it makes you think, well, maybe we're not going to be quite as bad as some people have made out pre-season. So. Yeah, I'm quietly confident, but as I say, and, and Boya said it after the game, there's still a, a hell of a long way to go. There was five minutes of added time at the end of the second half there, Lewis. Four and a half minutes of that was because of Lyle Taylor's run-up to that penalty. <laughs> um, I mean, you've got to have some... I mean, we, we know he does it every time now, and he hasn't missed since he's done it, but that that sort of pressure penalty, to, to do that, to still have the confidence to do that, I mean, it's just incredible, isn't it? It is, and especially really when it was the it was pretty much the, one of the last kicks of the game. You know, it takes some uh, it takes some serious minerals to do that. But we all know Lyle Taylor believes in himself, and as long as he keeps scoring, I'm not going to complain. I think I saw uh, you'll probably hear in a minute from Bayer anyway, but he said that he he probably didn't fancy Lyle to score it yesterday after the the last couple of weeks he's had. But 
proved him wrong. It was a great penalty, uh, and we'll, we'll take the point. Barnsley got a very impressive home record, so mm, yeah, I'd have taken. I'd, yeah, I'd have bitten. Yeah. I'd have bitten the hand off at a point at yeah. the start of the start of the game anyway. So overall, happy. Right, let's have a listen to the commentary highlights. Then it was a bit of a one-off yesterday. Um, the BBC London feed uh, was being shared with Valley Pass, so I prop up in this. Um, uh, so it's myself, uh, and alongside me is Jamie Boxall down the line looking for Lyle Taylor Taylor will play it back to Solly Charlton looking to build their first attack here Cullen now over to the right hand side and Taylor again digs across that towards the near post who's going to fall for Perrington oh how has he missed oh Ben Perrington on that far side he had to score for the Alex but he's dragged it wide Ben Perrington at that back post again he's always cropping up in that area these days and uh, this time he couldn't quite steer it into the back of the net like he has done a few times for Charlton now. Williams now Charlton on the attack Williams drives towards the near post it's well cut out by the goalkeeper Samuel Radiger in the end and lifted up towards the halfway line well Lyle Taylor try and break away from Diaby Taylor might be able to bundle through and goal here their foot comes in but it's going to be picked up on this right hand side by Lecco in line with the edge of the penalty area as Charlton launch another attack here Lecco drives his way into the box pulls it back to Josh Cullen oh and it's blocked near the goal line side footed effort from Josh Cullen but an excellent clearance Wow, that was another great bit of threatening play by Lecco. Now we'll take the corner and it comes towards the edge of the six-yard box. Oh, and I'll oh. tell you what, Darren Prattley came so close to scoring an own goal there. He headed it towards his own goal and it somehow deflected over the bar. What a let-off for Darren. Wow, yeah, that was so close. I thought it might have rattled the underside of the bar there, but actually I think it just bobbled over off of Darren Prattley. <laughs> Well, I've never seen that before. He almost looked like he directed it towards his goal. I think it hit Lyle Taylor on the goal. Barnsley now have it on the left-hand side with Williams. Ben Williams has been busy for the tights in this first half. He's running up towards the edge of the area. Dinks across out towards that far post. It's over the head. Not cleared very well by Purrington. Picked up again on the edge of the area. Driven towards goal. Well blocked. Comes out fully towards goal. And that's a brilliant strike. Barnsley take the lead. Corley Woodrow with an unbelievable effort into the top corner. And it's Barnsley 1, Cholton Athletic nil. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do about that. That was an absolutely stupendous uh, sort of half volley there into the top left-hand corner. Originally, though, Ben Perrington probably should have done better with the clearance, and uh, it fell to the Barnsley player. They had a second chance, and a brilliant, brilliant finish. There we go, Corley Woodrow, the 24-year-old, scores for Barnsley. Got 19 last season for the Tykes that's his first of the campaign this year it was a brilliant strike right footed punted didn't get too much distance on that and it's going to be headed by Gallagher inside his own half in the end it works out that Cullen will pick it up and try to roll it into the channel for Lecco now back to goal inside the Barnsley half gives it to Cullen long ball over the top for Williams he's in behind on this right hand side Lyle Taylor and Jonathan Lecco trying to join him gets towards the byline low cross across the face of goal comes to Gallagher and he oh, scores and Connor Gallagher with his second Alex goal makes it Barnsley 1 Charlton 1 and the Alex fans to our left-hand side are in raptures, Jamie Boxall. And I was just saying a little bit, maybe five minutes ago, that Gallagher was a bit quiet. And uh, there he is popping up in the same sort of area that he tapped in that, uh, that corner, that well-worked corner uh, last week. It was a, it was a nice little... Uh, pocket of space that he picked up and, and just stuck that ball home really good excellent work by Johnny Williams on this right hand side he got to that byline fizzed in across Connor Gallagher he had to do well to control it but he's shown that predatory instinct that we saw last week as well gets his second goal in two games and Charlton a level over to that right hand side 
Perrington who's guilty of a bad miss misses the header there as well but it goes behind and it doesn't matter because the half-time whistle has been blown here Gallagher steps back in and wins it for the Addicts can he keep possession runs into a little bit of traffic there and Barnsley will look to mount an attack of their own now play towards the edge of the penalty area slip through into the box here Barnsley covering challenge comes back but he shoots and he scores and it's 2-1 to Barnsley Connor Chaplin puts the home side back into the lead two and a half minutes into the second period it's Barnsley 2 Charlton 1 yeah against the run of play as well there because for the first two three minutes of this off it was all Charlton we were looking, we were looking so threatening and that was brilliant composure there uh, from, the, from the Barnsley player that stuck that in the back of the net and he just uh, waited for the perfect moment to release the shot and uh, sold the defender and the keeper and it's 2-1 to Barnsley Dylan Phillips is furious there by the way with his defenders First start this afternoon for Barnsley for Connor Chaplin since his summer move from Coventry City and he uh, gets his first goal as well for the Tykes. It was excellent work once he got the ball inside the area, but Dylan Phillips was furious. I think he felt perhaps Dej Oshilaju would come across, might have dealt slightly better with that, but it had been a bright start to this. So the header is missing. Barnsley have a chance here again into the penalty areas. Connor Chaplin strikes it towards goal and it's just wider than near post. I think it was. Uh, Jason Pierce, who came out to try and win the header, he didn't get there and it worked its way to Chaplin. He pulled it onto his left foot and in the end his shot was just uh, slash wider than here. Gallagher gets a foot onto it and then it'll be excellently played over to the left-hand side by Pierce. Taylor now in line with the edge of the penalty area for the Addicts. Drives towards goal! Oh, it swerved and the keeper just about kept it out. Still alive inside the penalty area and eventually a free kick is given to Barnsley. Lyle Taylor, the angled drive from the corner of the penalty box. It was swerving all over the place but Radlinger just about had enough behind it to keep it. Barnsley 2 keep it alive and play it over to that right-hand side and Oshilaja in line with the edge of the area goes to Gallagher back to Cullen again as the Addict search for an equaliser forward to Anike inside the penalty area oh the keeper makes the save it was a brilliant touch from Johnny Williams he unleashed Chucks Anike but the keeper was off his line and it's a save and it's gone behind for an Addict's corner the ball out for Chucks Anike does really well to bring it down on his chest on that far side in line with the penalty area Chucks Anike has just run out of steam a little bit there can he keep the ball alive he can over by the corner flag Oshilar just back the way wins a chance throw throws it quickly into the box and Anike inside to Gallagher can he get a second it comes to Lyle Taylor, and it's a penalty for Charlton. Oh, I didn't oh, see what happened. It was off the ball. Connor Gallagher went down, and the Addicts have a penalty kick. The RB, the guilty Carty, can Charlton get level within the final two minutes here? And I know I did say earlier that Macaulay Bond should be the man to step up, but how can I forget the man Lyle Taylor who's got the ball in his hand right now? Uh, it looks like it will be Lyle Taylor who is going to step up and take this. Well, I was following the ball there, so it was, play- it was brilliantly well played. Uh, yep. And we're going to go live to BBC Radio London for the penalty, so hopefully we'll have some good news for them. But Lyle Taylor, as you say, has the ball in his hands. Charlton trailing by two goals to one. He's slowly walking up to the spot where he's going to place the ball now in front of the Travelling Addict supporters. Lyle Taylor scored two and two so far this season. Barnsley two, Charlton one. Can Lyle Taylor just won't... It's Barnsley 2, Charlton 1. The Addicts have a penalty here, which Lyle Taylor is getting ready to take. So stay with me here. The referee is just waiting to see that everyone is outside the penalty area. Chance for Charlton to get it back to 2-2 here. Lyle Taylor's already scored twice this season. Can he add a third from the penalty spot? The referee blows the whistle. It's a traditional slow run-up from Lyle Taylor. A huge moment here at Oakwell. He gets up to the ball now. He hits it with his right foot, and he scored! And Lyle Taylor gets his third goal of the season and bring the Addicts back onto level terms it's Barnsley 2 Charlton 2 there's a minute left wow 
immense balls of steel from Lyle Taylor there. Again, that slow run up, and he sold the keeper the wrong way. And Charlton equalise and sends those those travelling fans who have made the trip up north today absolutely wild. And uh, we've deserved it. I think 2-2, if it does stay this way, will be a fair reflection of the game. But mm -hmm. you never know. Into there the could be another centre of the half. He's just adding a little bit more time. No, he's not. There it goes. The final whistle. So it's finished here. Barnsley 2, Charlton 2. The Addicts with the late leveller here through Lyle Taylor's penalty. That was it then. Barnsley 2, Charlton 2. The highlights from uh, Valley Pass and BBC Radio London. Um, exciting end to the game. You could see, um, Lewis, I had absolutely no idea what happened with the penalty there. Uh, <laughs> when, when you watch it back on the replay, you can see that Diaby's gone straight he's gone right through Conor Gallagher like a train basically he's but the ball had already gone on so you can see how it's easy to, to not see it but you keep putting pressure on like we were doing in that last sort of 10-15 minutes and you try and force an error from a side and, and that's what we did yeah exactly and you know it's it's like we looked like we had a couple of chances leading up to that as well uh, Chuck's missed a one-on-one -on -one, which I think La was pretty uh pretty few and he didn't square to him but uh you know, we we keep we keep pressing forward, and and it's the way we play. It's the bow your way. It's it's attacking. We don't give up. It's probably a fair result uh, result when you look at it, sort of um, on paper. But again, just balls of steel from Lyle Taylor, isn't it? To to be able to do that in the uh, in the closing stages, it sent me a little bit too over the top yesterday at a family wedding when I was missing the game, <laughs> and I was refreshing my phone every two seconds waiting to see if he'd scored it or not because I be knew perfect. that he it'd would be, be doing it. It'd be the, perfect yeah. timing if the couple walking down the aisle at the same time, yeah. Lyle was and walking I was like, up to the ball, and you're like, go quicker, quicker, come on. But, um, <laughs> I mean, what was it like in the crowd, Ben? So, obviously, the, the, the Barnsley fans were booing. They probably haven't seen it before, but we're sort of used to it now. Um, and, I mean, what, what was the feeling? I mean, you mentioned someone sat next to you, uh, sort of put, put bad thoughts into your mind, just as Lowell was walking up to the ball as well. Yeah, I, I, usually I watch the penalty like Lyle takes, but um, just last minute you're thinking, going home on the, well, we had a bus replacement as well. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. You're just thinking, <laughs> that whole journey is going to be so much longer if this doesn't go in. <laughs> so there was a lot riding on it. <laughs> but, um, but no, I guess we kind of feel a bit confident now because every time he's done it, it's worked. Mm. And uh, I remember going Rochdale away last season and uh, he grabbed the penalty quick when we got the penalty there, put a the ball down and I think that was a that dreadful was a miss, penalty. Yeah. Yeah. He um, missed one at home to Plymouth as well last season, I, yeah. think, I think it was. I remember, yeah, it's, it's strange how ever since he's taken up this new stance, Tom, this new yeah, ridiculous run-up, you know, he's a bit of a showman as well, but it just works for him and he, he always manages to psych the goalkeeper out and gives the goalkeeper the eyes you know he'll look one way he'll put it the other way or will he or will he put it the way he's looked you know it's, it's mind games it's everything but it's flawless so far but yeah it, you're right there it, it is everything and for most people I would think the, the penalty the nerves would get the better of you and you'd want it over as quickly as possible so you go for a quick short run up and get it done and you look at any of the penalties against Doncaster where the players looked a little bit nervous that's exactly what they did um, apart from Lyle again yeah exactly <laughs> apart from him and it, for him this seems to be his way of keeping his cool and I guess as you say psyching the keeper out um, and it works because every time the keeper makes a decision um, and if the keeper hasn't made a decision by the time he's got there and he can just roll it into the corner again so it's a really strange thing I, I know obviously Pogba does something slightly similar in the Premier League but really this is the only time we've really seen it like this but as you say it's effective and it's working and we're a team that got a lot of penalties last year um, 
And if he continues on this way again, then obviously it's going to be, what, five or six easy goals you'd expect him to get through this season. Yeah, and uh, yeah, was, um, so the, the penalty itself, again, did you, so from where I was, I, I had no idea what happened, Ben. So in, in the crowd, had you had you seen the foul? Did you, did you know what happened? No, I think most of the crowd were quite stunned, actually. They'd given a penalty because you don't normally get penalties for like a, well, from where we were, it looked like a little nick in the box that Gallagher got from the replay. It was quite a big hit he got, really, from the mm. defender. Um, I think more people, as you said in the commentary, the ball had rolled to light. and went like, cut it back, cut it back, someone shoot. And then, <laughs> you're like, oh. He's, and the ref was really he was right on it, wasn't he? Forward, yeah. It's, it's, it was a funny performance from the ref yesterday because early on I was sort of saying I felt like he was doing quite well and keeping his cards in his pocket. But by the end of it, the cards were coming out like uh, like it was Christmas. But yeah, um, Gallagher won the penalty. Of course, he was the the scorer of our first goal in that first half. Um, and we will talk about Johnny Williams a lot, I imagine, throughout the show because he was just spectacular yesterday. But let's talk about Connor first because obviously he's won that penalty. He's also scored his second goal in, in as many games. Lewis, you, you see you see the goal. Like I say, great work from Williams, but it's still a lot to do for Connor Gallagher because you think he's a 19-year-old kid playing, getting his first real taste of senior football. He's played in the checker trade against some League One sides, which which doesn't really count as far as I'm concerned because that's only three or four games. But he's you know he's away at a, a championship ground. A, you know It's a hostile ground, Barnsley. In a way, right when you're in front of that home end, there's big defenders around you, but he's got the presence of mind and, again, the confidence to take that touch, bring it down, and then rifle it into the bottom corner. That, that was a really mature finish for a man of his age. Very mature, and I've been extremely impressed with how Connor's uh, come on since he's been here. Um, obviously, got the goal last week at Stoke, um, at home to Stoke as well, which was another great finish, you know, when we were, when we were chasing to get that two-goal cushion. And yesterday, again, to get back into the game, uh, he had to be calm and composed on the ball to slot that home. You'd, if Another day, or somebody else, you could have stuck that in the, in the rose head, couldn't you, really, mm. under pressure. And it just shows that the pedigree that he's that he's had growing up with Chelsea is good. But he's also got that little bit more about him in terms that he's slotted into senior football quite well. Because before this, like you say, he's probably not played a huge amount of senior football. Mm. He's been in the 23s. And there is a big difference. You know, we see it from our own 23s when they get played in a cup fixture that sometimes they are completely outmuscled and look a little bit outclassed. He's come in and and he's settled in really well. And I think that um, obviously being a midfielder and, and learning under Lee Bowyer is, is the best place for him to learn and develop. And uh, I'm really excited to see how he how he gets on this we, season. We spoke to Connor after the game yesterday, he came out for the interview. So again, I'll be on, on the club website and in, in our paper tomorrow. But um just like Josh Cullen, who obviously is what five, three or four years older, he, he seems really mature. You, you don't when you're hearing you've got some 19 year old coming from Chelsea, you kind of expect oh, there he goes, going to be some wide boy, some flash, flash kid. But he's not at all. He, he, like he really, again, he, he says all the right things. Um, I did talk about that difference between uh, junior and, and senior football as well, but. Again, it seems, it seems like the sort of character that we've gone out to, you know, because loan signings, we've, we've talked about over the years, you can get some dodgy ones and some people who don't want to be here. But you've got one here who's hungry to go and prove himself. And despite his age, seems to have his head screwed on at this moment in time. Yeah, I thought the same of Bielik last year as well. I remember interviewing him after South End and thought the same about just a, an experienced head on young shoulders. And yeah, you're right about Cullen as well. We had him in here after Stoke and, and talked very well um, and then obviously went and did the presser there and it's good to hear that from Gallagher as well and uh, you know, I'm not hugely surprised because it's the same recruitment uh, guys, you know, Gallen and, and Boyer and Jacko that are getting these players in and Gallen's so diligent in his work, he's not just looking for the type of player but he's looking for the type of character 
and you marry that with the fact that Boya has so far improved three or four midfielders in his short time here, that's going to help from a recruitment perspective because other clubs are going to want their young players to come here because they're going to see that they can develop here with a view to potentially being first teamers for them you know, after a year or two. So the whole system is working really well um, and, and it's great to hear that. But you can see it on the pitch. You know, He looks like he's, he's an experienced player. He looks like he's an intelligent player. He's not just rushing into decisions or anything like that. As Lewis said there, you know, he takes a couple of touches before he finishes. He's not rushing into anything. He's a, he's a really considered footballer. And again, very early days, but I think there's an exciting player in there for sure. Now ben, I did say we're going to have to talk about Johnny Williams a bit more because... I don't know how it's possible, but it feels like he's come on another level this season for me. I mean, he got his third assist in as many games um, yesterday with that one for Gallagher. And, you know, there was space in between the fullbacks and in, in the interview we'll hear, in behind the fullbacks, in, we'll hear from Lee Bayer saying that he was targeting that. But that was, I mean, you give Johnny Williams space in behind, then you're going to pay for it because two or three times he got to that byline and he whipped in, he whipped in good crosses. He was so busy for us, wasn't he? Yeah, I think last season, the main criticism of fans when they were trying to pick up a thought of his, it was that he wasn't making an assist or he wasn't scoring any. But I think a lot of that was just he was a bit unlucky. Mm. He Again, like yesterday, head down, got to the byline, cut it back. Great ball and Gallagher finished it really well. Uh, and we look back to prominent performances from him. You just think of the playoff final, he came on and changed the game for us. Uh, I guess there, I think I'd say now he's playing in a bit more of an attacking role. If you think back to the playoff final, he was picking up the ball, what, near the halfway line, trying to take defenders on with his pace, cutting inside. So maybe now, I think, with the formation we're playing with, without the two strikers, because it seems like Leco's playing on the wing a little bit more, he's given more of an attacking role to show us more mm. of what he can do. Really. Yes, it was sort of a 4-3-2-1 yesterday, wasn't it, really, with... with Leco and Williams just behind Taylor, as you were saying. So it does push him further forward. Um, and yeah, he was so impressive yesterday. And I'm so pleased. Um, again, Bo, I think Bo, you're saying this is the first time we've really seen him fully fit. And I think that's the first 90 minutes he's played for us yesterday. So that says it all. Um, we'll talk about Leco as well, actually, to be fair, because he, he was, I thought, very lively in the first half an hour or so. Is that fair? Yeah, first 20 minutes, is, I was saying to a few people that weren't there for the uh, Stoke game, I was like, yeah, he was doing this against uh, Stoke. Suddenly he had two defenders around him and then did a few step-overs and he was gone around the back of them. And uh, yeah, he looked lively at the start. And I, I don't know, maybe Barnsley doubled up on him and then, and then mm, we didn't see tired, him as He tired much. a bit. The second half, he, yeah. he wasn't as good. But he was the man who made that chance, wasn't he, for, for Josh Cullen. Uh, so yeah, he did look good. Now, we probably ought to mention Barnsley's goals. Um, now, when it was a bit of a, a tight game with us having the better chances in that in that first half... Um, you knew for Barnsley it was going to take something special. Now, when we went there last year, we were 2-0 down after 14 minutes and they scored two brilliant goals. I think Brad Potts got the first from the edge of the box and then Mamadou Tiam, like, rifled one in from, like, 40 yards, it seemed, last year. And you, you thought they would have used up all their bloody luck against <laughs> us. But, I mean, that goal from, from Corley Woodrow yesterday, Lewis, that was one that was spectacular. And you have to you have to put your hands up to, to a goal like that, don't you? Yeah, it was some strike, wasn't it? And uh, though unfortunate for us, you do have to sort of applaud it 
because it was a it was an absolute worldie, wasn't it? I mean, Dylan had no chance, absolutely no, no. no chance. It's, it's in that little corner of the net that no keeper can reach. Wasn't mm. it? It was just it, it was, was just pinpoint. It was so it was it was a brilliant goal, and then obviously we did have to react to it, but we did. We got that goal back within within six minutes. Now the start of the second half, and as Benji had mentioned, you know we'd started actually pretty brightly in the first two minutes or so. We looked lively, but then uh, there are question marks, I guess, Tom, over the defending for. For the second goal, I mean, Oshilaja and Lockyer just seemed to, I don't know, just get in a bit of a muddle. That Dylan Phillips certainly didn't seem too happy with him. Yeah, Benji just mentioned off air, perhaps it was just because it was a slightly newer defence with Oshilaja coming in. I think that's a, a very fair point. But yeah, having seen the highlights back, it wasn't the only time that I thought Purrington was a bit caught out and a bit out of position um, from the sound of things as well. People who saw the game as a whole, that's probably one of his worst games in a Charlton shirt and the fact that it's come this far into his career you know we'll, we'll let him off that one but um, yeah then Oshelaja in there as well his positioning was a bit poor and they just kept letting him get away and you see players at the very top end of the Premier League people like Edin Hazard who keep cutting in cutting in and getting a shot away but someone at championship level you would hope you'd be able to stop them but credit to the lad because he, he kept his call again and it was a, a decent finish in the end but you'd hope you know we were built on a really solid defence last year and it just hasn't quite looked as solid this year in that step up. I think Lockyer himself has, has been very good when he's come in. Pierce has looked okay as well. Um, but I just thought yesterday, from the bits I've seen, they just looked a little bit shaky and a little bit uncertain. And that's something I'm sure they'll be working on in the training ground just to try and sharpen that up. Because if we can start getting clean sheets, it's only going to need one goal instead of two or three to get a result. Yeah, it's no, it's no, there is no clean sheet so far. But at the same time, we're also the, the league's highest scorer. Mm, so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping we're going to be that team that this season, <laughs> that like the Peterborough of League One days, who just score loads and concede a few as well and make it quite uh, en- en- entertaining, which will be uh, exciting to... Uh, uh, to see. Um, um, also, actually, I want to I want to have a word for Darren Prattley as well because he was brilliant yesterday, in my opinion. He was the amount of times I had to say in commentary, "Oh, Prattley's cut it out again." Prattley's done the simple stuff here. He, he just seemed to pop up everywhere for me yesterday, Ben. Yeah, I like him playing because I think he's a real leader on the team as well. Um, if you see the ball go out of play. He's the first one to grab the likes of Gallagher and Cullen and um, have a word with them as well. And uh, yeah, I see someone likened him last week to a Vieira character, (laughs) which um, seems a bit wild. But uh, as you said, the consistent performances he's putting together. And wow, he's got a big battle to stay there because you've got the likes of Kyle, you've got Field, there's come with glowing references from West Brom. Um, and who's the other sentiment we've got? Josh Cullen, there's also Lapsley, Morgan, these kind of players. Uh, younger legs as well, but he's proven his worth to mm. keep in there. And uh, yeah, as you said yesterday, he cut out a lot of play and uh, and he can give the ball. So the likes of Cullen and um, Hen- uh, Gallagher can come forward with the ball and mm. we can break. So Yeah, and Chuck Sonico, so when it, like, we mentioned him sort of briefly when he was earlier, but when he did come on, I felt he again looked lively. Of course, he got his goal uh, last week against Stoke. He was set up by Williams brilliantly in that second half and missed the one-on-one where perhaps he took too many touches there. But the keeper was, was sharp to come off his line as well. But again, I thought he gave us something a bit different yesterday and he just helped the ball stick up top a bit more in in those closing stages when we needed it really yeah definitely I think you've got to look if a game's not going your way obviously we were 2-1 down bringing on a player and a lot of people say championship's such a strong league uh, with the type of player you have you have a lot of strong players you need to give it a bit of muscle sometimes and uh he actually come on straight away and uh, gave away a couple fouls which I think the ref was very lenient with them a couple of their players fell over 
so yeah, he put his presence about well, knocked away a few passes to let Williams and Gallagher run off of him. So yeah, it was a welcome mm. sub. Yeah, I was pleased with, uh, with with his performance yesterday. Um, we, we should also mention, of course, I mean, we, Tom said about Purrington. Like I say, it wasn't his day. He, he, I think that early miss uh, got into his head. But the, on the other side, Solly obviously started off as right back. His 300th appearance uh, for the club. And disappointing, actually, he had to go off with, with a head injury. Uh, we'll, we'll hear what, what Bo said about Solly uh, in a minute because it is reasonably funny. Um, but he will now go into the... the Bo was saying he thinks the process is about two weeks where he's going to have to stay off now. And I remember with Lapo last season, uh, he got kicked oh, yeah. in the face against Portsmouth, came back two weeks later and then got kicked in the head against Coventry. So basically <laughs> missed an entire month just by putting his head where he shouldn't have done. But um, that's likely to happen now with Solly. So the question is, is it going to be Oshelaja right back now? Someone who perhaps, well, I don't know, he didn't make too many darts forward yesterday, but at the same time he was involved with the goal, the, the, the move that led to the penalty. So, I mean, do we, do we trust him there at right back or do we start bringing in someone else, Lewis? Brendan, maybe? Um, I, no, I think I played Deji there. We've got Mears got as well, haven't we, in, in, in the training. background? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Brendan, as, I mean, I wouldn't want to, as, as well as um, Brendan played pre-season, I'm not sure you could stick him straight in. I think that um, Deji can do the job there. He's, he's a very... He's a player that can play all across the back four, and that's the reason we brought him in in the first place, you know. So, I think a couple of days training this week to to work on it, work on his positioning a little bit more. It's you got to train him into that into that area. I imagine that we're never really banking on somebody um, picking up an injury, although maybe being Charlton, we probably should because <laughs> it happens all the time. But um, I think I think that a couple of a couple of training sessions with with Deji at, at right back just to get that understanding between him and Lockyer. You know they're both players that weren't at the club uh, last season, so there is a little bit of gelling to do and a bit of moulding together. But they both look good in their own right. It's just about um, sort of getting an understanding across that back four and and cementing that position. All right. So don't forget on this evening's uh, Charlton Live, you can have your say on yesterday's game. Uh, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum. Uh, there's a thread on there for tonight's show as well. Uh, plenty of ways to have your say. So let us know what you made of yesterday's posi- uh, performance. Do you think it was a good point? Do you think we should have got free? Do you think there was something we could have improved in? Uh, who stood out for you as, as, as the best players? Let us know. Uh, we also want to know what you make of the arrival of Eren Otzuma, who's, uh, I'm desperately trying to learn how to spell his name now because <laughs> so that's a toughie. Uh, but, um, and I made a mistake earlier, actually. But um, yeah, let us know what you made of him coming in. Uh, some excitement. Let us know what you make of what Bo is about to say uh, about the non-arrival so far of Tommy Hemed as well. Because I was, uh, I, uh, just a, fo- a follow-up question yesterday. I was baffled by the answer that he, if they were still not speaking to us I can't understand what's going on there so let us know uh, what you want to make of anything about uh, any of those subjects and also looking ahead to the Forest game if there's any changes you'd like uh, like to make uh, in the squad as well so you're getting involved on this evening's show let's have a listen to the interview with Lee Bayer then he came to speak to us uh, after the game up at Barnsley yesterday uh, the Addicts boss felt that his side could have come away with more than just a point uh, up at Oakwell it's crazy, isn't it? Like I just said to the players there, like, I'm a bit disappointed with the point. I think, uh, I think first half we had two really good chances um, to take the lead. Then they they obviously scored a, a, a great goal with, with a great strike. Can't defend that. Um, and then second half, I thought we was probably the better side. They was hitting us on the break every now and again, but. 
again, like we had, Chucks went through one, one v one with the keeper. Keeper makes a good save, and um, and then Chucks went through again one v one, and then the linesman gave a foul, and it wasn't a foul. The, the fella, there was no contact, but he just fell over. Um, again, it would have been another one v one. So I think overall. The, the, the neutral would probably say a, a, a draw was fair, but I don't know, I'm a bit disappointed, but it's a good point. Yeah, so, yeah. I guess it says it all when you come away to a club that haven't lost now in 29 league games at home and you're disappointed with just a one point. Yeah, yeah, it just because of the players, you know. They, again, they worked, worked so hard. And um, we didn't move the ball as well today as. As, uh, as what we normally would but that we did have a game plan and it, and, and it was to, to try and hurt them down the sides and in behind because their fullbacks are so uh, get forward so much and, and leave themselves a bit vulnerable I think uh, at the back so that was our game plan to just try and hurt them on the break down the sides so when you get a penalty in the, in the closing stages, most people would normally describe it as a pressure penalty, but I don't think Lyle Taylor's ever felt a bit of pressure in his life the way he struck that. No, and to be fair, I didn't fancy Lyle to score. It's the first time I've ever, when he's walking up to take a penalty, I, I didn't fancy him to score, but obviously he does. He's so calm in that situation, and he's the person you'd want to be taking the penalty, so uh, thankfully it went in. So you talked about a couple of missed chances today, but I guess the pleasing thing is that you are creating those chances. You look at the, the likes of Johnny Williams, for example, he set up the first goal, he put a couple on a plate this afternoon as well, that your creative players have really hit the fore at the, at the opening stages of this season so far. Yeah, obviously uh, Jonathan uh, Lecco in the first half, he, he put some great balls in and, and, and caused them problems. Johnny Williams, more so second half, obviously done well, for, great for the goal. Um, for Connor's goal and uh, and second half, John, Johnny looks so much different to me, fitness-wise. Like he's just lasted 90 minutes. I, I think that's the first time he's ever played 90 minutes for us. He, he looks so good. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I think Chucks uh, coming off the bench give us something different as well. And McCauley added a, a threat as well. So in the end, we had to we had to go for it and. Uh, we had the three big men up top and, and, and it paid off for us. Well, so you look at the start that you've had to life back in the Championship and you talked about how you're trying to... Well, the, the, how the players may have been upset perhaps by the, the tag, the bookies tag about favourites to go down, but they're doing their talking on the pitch and those odds are getting longer and longer now, aren't they? Yeah, that's, that's down to everybody else to make their decisions and make their predictions, but for me... I've got, I've got a group of players in there that's going to give me 100% and give give this football club a 100% every time they step on the pitch. So I'm not really worried what other people are saying. I, I know that they're going to give me that, and if they keep doing that and keep performing like a, again they did today, then, then then I think we'll be okay. Someone else who's always given 100% on the pitch, of course, Chris Solly. 300th appearance for the club today hasn't ended the way he was hoping. Was it a head injury? Was that just precautionary? No, no, concussion. Um, I think he was out cold before he actually hit the floor. Uh, so yeah, he's he wasn't making much sense. And then he was trying to walk off and say, oh, "I'll be okay, Bo. I'll be okay." And, and I'm looking at him, thinking, "Like you, you, you don't even know where I am." <laughs> so 
so yeah, we we obviously had to take him off. So he'll go into that process now where he has to have the next the next game off. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. He'll. Uh, I think it's like a two-week thing, isn't it? So um, if I remember what George was going through last year, so yeah, uh, Souls will be out now for for a couple of weeks, I think. Well, so it's a quick turnaround to, to the next game coming up against Forest on Wednesday, but um, I mean, for, for that sort of thing, you need bodies in the squad, and you're able to have one. Uh, yesterday, and Aaron Ozuma making his uh, return to the Valley after coming up for the youth ranks there. Um, what can you tell us about him? What sort of player will he be for your squad? Uh, an exciting one, um, similar to Johnny Williams. Exciting in possession and clever. Can finish, can score goals, can create goals. So yeah, he's um, he's going to be a very good addition to the squad, you know, because it's, it's a long season. And uh, we've got players, good players, that, that can hurt teams when we get possession of the ball. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with him. He obviously trained a little bit yesterday, but he didn't look too fit. I don't know what he's done pre-season and uh, when he was at Bolton. I don't know what the, what's been their situation there, but um, he needs to catch up fitness-wise with us because, as you can tell, that, that we're, a, we're very, very fit. and. Um, so, yeah, so he's, he's definitely going to have to catch up. And finally, from me, obviously, there's probably another body you'd like to be able to add as well. Tom Ahmed, once again, still, still no further update. Well, we're still quietly confident that, that that's going to happen. Um, nothing's changed. We're just waiting for a, for a reply from them. So, as soon as we do that, then then hopefully he can can come and, and start training with us because it's, we're losing out. The kids losing out. It's, it's just wrong, you know, so hopefully, again, I'll just say what I said last week, hopefully they come back with the right decision. Have they not said like, anything to you Nothing, so nothing, but I'm guessing, again, I'm guessing, but there's so much going on with, with Barry and, and Bolton at the moment, they, they must be just purely concentrating on that because we're, they've not, we've not heard a thing back. And we keep with Steve uh, Gannon sent emails, Chris Park sent it, so we ain't heard nothing back now. Thanks, Lee. Lee, apart from bashing the bookies, what do you think this squad of yours can realistically achieve this season? Uh, I'm not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. We've only played three games. We've got a hell of a lot more games to play, so I'm not going to chuck any position place that we, we, we might finish. I don't think that would be fair. Um, I'll go with with what the bookies are saying and, and they're saying that we're finished bottom and, and then if that's the case it's down to us to prove everybody wrong do I think that we're going to be in the bottom three? no so our aim is to stay out of the bottom three but if everyone wants to put us in that bottom three then that's their choice I'm not going to Lyle got a shed load of goals for you last season to help get you up I mean he's got three already this season is he going to be as big a threat in the championship as he was in league one? well yeah He's definitely doing that already, isn't he? So he's, he's got three and three games. Uh, I said uh, again at the start of the season, I think he'll get 20. Uh, I think he'll get 20 goals this season. And um, if he carries on and we carry on the way we're playing and creating chances, he's going to keep scoring goals because the, the, if there's one thing he can do, that that's finish. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, but again, we've got a long way to go. We, he needs a bit of luck, injury-wise. We need some luck. But... If, if, if that happens, then Lowe will score goals and we will win games. Have you ever seen a cheekier penalty than that? Yeah, I've seen him do it many, many, many times, so uh, he's good at it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hopefully he keeps, keeps doing it. That's his trademark, then, is it? Yeah, he does that all the time.
So I've seen it. I've seen it loads. Uh, with with uh, Chris Holly out for a little bit, you've got Deji as a potential right back option. How do you feel about that in terms of going forward in the next couple of games without, without Chris available? Uh, that, that's, that's the hand we're, we're going to be dealt. So I'm okay with it. We knew when we brought Deji in that he was versatile and he can play all across the back four, play left back, right back, centre half. We knew that. So that's why it wasn't such a, a, a rush for us to to bring in someone to replace Anthony because we knew we always had Deji and, and, and that's why we didn't really want to waste a loan on, on the right back because it, it just wasn't worth it. I'd rather have a, an extra attacking player. So you wouldn't be looking to add, in, add to right back? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, did, nothing's changed. I'm still trying to bring in a right back but I'm, I'm not going to rush it. We have to bring in the right person. It's, it's going to suit the way we play. Conor Gallagher scored again. Um, he's making quite a name for himself in the in, in this one spell. What do you make of his performance today? I think I think it was. He's learnt a lot today. I, I would say. Um, he got caught in possession a few times, and I told him that coming here they press you really fast, really really well. They, they press you really well, so. You have to move the ball quickly in the middle of the part, otherwise they'll take it off you. And 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 he found that out. So he's learned. Um, I also said to him, keep running forward and getting getting in the box, and their midfielders won't track you. So that's what happened, and then and that's how he scored. And then he done it again, and then he got a penalty. So he's pros and cons for 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 him today. Um, but again, worked really hard and, and, and give everything, you know. So yeah. Couple of things that um, was disappointing, but, but majority was 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 really good and positive. Last one for me. Um, as I understand it, Aaron is available to, to start to play immediately, isn't he? Osuma is available to play. Yeah. So, do you think he'll be playing against Forest in midweek, or is it a bit too soon? No, it's too soon. It's too soon. Um, like I said, he, he only came in yesterday, trained yesterday. We we didn't really do much yesterday. So it's, it's a case of seeing where he is this week, Monday, Tuesday, and seeing fitness-wise where he's at. Um, so yeah, I think that that's probably going to be too soon, Tuesday. Is it too early to call when he might be involved? Yeah, but because uh, as soon as he's fit enough, then he'll be involved. But again, at the moment we're, we're strong in, in, the, in the midfield and, and attacking areas, we're, we're strong there, so there's... We don't have to rush him now. At the end of the day, he's part of the squad, and I'll pick the right people just in the right state, if you like, to, to, to be in the squad for match days. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, it's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live uh, here on your Sunday evening. That was Lee Bowyer, the Addicts manager, speaking to myself and a couple of the other guys up there after the two-all draw with Barnsley. Um, some interesting topics he's, he's covered there. Obviously, I haven't really talked too much about the uh, arrival of Aaron Utzuma, uh just yet, so we'll speak about him shortly. And, of course, the uh, non-arrival of Tommy Hemed still. Let's talk about that first, Ben. Um, so, the transfer window closed Thursday a week ago. So... Well, we uh, seven, eight, nine, ten days after, and we still don't know what on earth is going on. And according to Boya, now to clarify, they literally haven't responded in any way. The EFL. So what the hell? I mean, it, it's remarkably unfair, isn't it, on, on us? It, it seems ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to get us back for some stuff Roland said or what we've, we've said. <laughs> That's as what fans. it feels like, doesn't, doesn't it? Like it's just crazy. I mean, the guy's in limbo because, I mean, Brighton have had a good start to the season. So it's not as if he'll go back there and get any minutes. So mm. the guy's thinking, am I going to get some game time or, or not, as the case may be. And it seems like him and Biram Kyle are best friends as well. So he's mm. got... Keep following each other around, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So Maybe Biram Kyle stepped in and said, he's a freak, keeps following me around. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop him? But it, it just it just seems so bizarre that it's, it's costing us a player. And the fact... I mean, I understand, for starters, there are two clubs in much more dire straits than us in the form of Berry and Bolton. And, you know, you hope things work out for the best there, uh, particularly at Berry, where it seems very shaky. Um, and you understand that that does require attention from the EFL. But, I mean, we've, we've discussed that we're fairly confident the EFL isn't just one man with one computer. I mean, how, was, how have they not even responded to, to that? I mean, if they're confused about it, fine. But say we're confused about it and we, we're going to take legal advice because we don't want to make the competition unfair. Surely you have to respond somewhere. We've heard there that, that Chris Parks and, and Steve Gallen have both been contacting the organisation and they're getting nothing back. They've been ghosted. Mm. Yeah, I'm... Um... I'm not actually that confident that it's more than one person anymore, the EFL, because what's going on at Berry and Bolton is awful and, and deserves their time, although it's too little too late in my in my opinion now to be to be trying to sort that out. They should have been doing that a long time ago. Um, and you can't tell me an organisation of their size running three leagues isn't able to send us a quick email at the very least just to say we're looking into it and we'll have an answer by X date or just explain what, what they're doing. Because at the moment, it sounds like they're, they're not even investigating at all. I had my say on Thursday. I haven't really got anything more to add. I think they're completely incompetent. Um, and it's it's a disgrace that a professional football, um, the, the second tier of professional football in one of the biggest leagues in the world, um, cannot organise whether a transfer went through or not. That's all, all they need to do is either authorise it or don't. The fact that they can't it is an absolute shambles. Um, 
yeah, they're just embarrassing themselves once again. But as I say, I'm, I'm not hugely surprised. Excellent stuff. Well, I mean, let's talk about Aaron then. Otsumo. You know, we 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 mentioned him on Thursday, sort of saying, "Oh, it's interesting." He's been released today. And then it was Friday that his uh, he was announced as one of our players. Two years, um, not going to be fit for a couple of weeks, by the sounds of it. Match fit uh, uh, from what we heard there from from Lee Boyer, but. Um, you know, someone, well, he started his career here, actually, if you remember. Um, but there was, of course, um, you know, a long summer where he was rumoured to be coming. Um, he he did actually have his uh, his uh, medical quite early in the summer, by the sounds of it. But there was a lot of legal issues that needed sorting out. And they have been sorted out now. Um, and Boya said he's going he's gonna to be a similar player to Johnny Williams, by the sounds of it, uh, Lewis. So, exciting, exciting times. Yeah, really exciting times. And um, I'm glad not just for us, but for him as well, that he's managed to get his personal situation sorted out because it's not easy, as Tom said there, you know, the situation at Berry and, and Bolton is pretty dire. Uh, I think he'd not been paid for five or six months. So, you know, these are professional footballers, but of course they live the lifestyle to the to the salary that they earn. So it's probably been really difficult for him over the, over the past uh, sort of five or six months or so. Coming into a club where he started his career, um, you know, he was released here as a youngster. Someone that I've actually been really impressed with. I've sort of seen him playing when he played at Peterborough and when he was playing for Walsall against us as well. Really tricky, quick on the ball. Seems to score quite a few worldies as well, doesn't he? He seems to score a lot of goals from outside the box. I think I watched a highlights reel of him and I think he scored about five goals when he dobbed the keeper from, <laughs> from like is, um, halfway into his own And half. he is. Now, now we actually have a, a player who can actually legitimately be sung He's only five foot three because he is he tiny. He's actually five foot three, <laughs> and he still scored a header against us uh, for Walsall. So that shows just how good we were back in those days. <laughs> it um, yeah. So right, let's get on to the tweets. I've asked uh, I've asked you for your opinions on the game, also on the uh, signing of Erin uh, Zuma. Uh, plenty of other stuff you can talk about as well. But let's have a look at that. So first of all, Ben uh, is talking about Erin arriving. Said could be a great signing and certainly can be a match winner. Interesting to see what happens with Jake Forster Kasky now. Can't see him making the squad. Uh, when everyone's fit, perhaps alone until January would do him good, build up fitness and confidence again. I mean, we haven't seen much from, from Jake, obviously. He played in the, in the Cup game. Uh, he's had so long out. He could still be loaned to a League 1 or a League, League 2 team. But, I mean, do you think that's like? Do you think he, he's still got a, a part to play in this squad, Ben? Um, well, we obviously brought Field in to battle for like main spot there. And as you said, you've got Kyle to come. You'd probably put those players ahead of him now. Uh at the Forest Green game, he didn't really shine out so much. Um, probably first players you're looking at going on loan would be Albie Morgan. Boy has mentioned him a few times. Did be first guy on loan to gain that experience and, and Lapsley as well. So I, I could see him sticking around because he's got that experience about him as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, Ozuma's the kind of player you want coming in off the bench maybe first few games and really attacking defenders when they're getting tired perfect just, just, scenario this sounds like another one who can who can do something out of nothing which is which is, sounds like the the, excite, the excitement that we you know you, you hope for when you get a newbie coming in uh, Tony says that he's a brilliant signing and if we get Tommy Hemed over the line then Lee Bayer will have uh, many options uh, with each striker uh, bringing something different to the game it would be great if Otsuma and Taylor hit it off from the beginning but he might have to wait for a chance because Otsuma can play as part of the strike too but he also can 
different players he attacking midfielders so yeah let's see let's see how he gets on Danny Russell agrees it's a great signing as well now Cliff on the game yesterday it was a great point a hard place to win and this team will only get better Williams is now showing what a class act he is and Prattley again proving what an important player he is for us Aaron Otsuma is a great signing looking forward to seeing him play a role on Wednesday uh, Shinpad happy with the point but the passing uh, could have been uh, better uh, Louis must have spilled his pint on the recording equipment as the audio <laughs> feed wasn't the best yeah right let's get to the bottom of this right now <laughs> let's get right I've got, I've got some words to say here <laughs> right so you will have noticed I was on Valley Pass yesterday you may remember I'm very much banned from Valley Pass <laughs> and all that from from the from some unpleasantness that happened some years ago that we don't talk about anymore um, it was just a favour so I work for Radio London now the club just didn't have a, a a commentator available yesterday for numerous reasons and it was um, I was more than happy to step in because the people who were at the club are my mates uh, you know the commentators are my mates and, and there was a reason they couldn't all be there yesterday so I was quite happy to uh, BBC London were quite happy to share the feed our feed on BBC London was fine our equipment was fine there was something wrong with the people that provide the service to the club who apparently are the same people that provide the service for iFollow as well so it's likely it would have been the same problem even if the club used iFollow rather than their own service um so we gave them the audio and apparently when it, I've heard a recording of it, it sounded ridiculous. It sounded like I was, yeah, like, like I was, I was underwater or something. It didn't <laughs> sound right. Uh, I know they then reset it at half time. So they then got the clean feed that we were providing them. Um, but then there was still apparently a problem with, uh, with, with, with it not being in sync. So I would like to point out now, stop telling me about it because it's, because <laughs> it's a club problem. Uh, and uh, hopefully they'll, they'll get to the bottom of it, but there's really very little I can do about that to fix that. So I uh, hopefully they hope, hopefully they will um, I hope you did enjoy what you did hear of the commentary and, and thanks to Jamie Boxall uh, who I thought was brilliant alongside me and uh, he, he does brilliant vlogs as well so I knew he was going to be great so thanks to him for coming alongside us and uh, hopefully next week uh, it will be sorted when Greg and Terry are back and if it's not feel free to abuse them uh, <laughs> right CFC Oli uh, says all I've got to say is get your Reading tickets right now yeah Reading coming up, uh, away at the end of the month could be a, a big one uh, in, in terms of attendance uh, M says would have taken a point before so very happy if we can get four from the next two I think that would be brilliant and Johnny Williams what a guy now right Pat Springleaf says Lyle's hair suggests he is now looking towards the end of his career and may well be tempted by a fatter contract from say Yeovil in January sad times I have to admit I don't get that, Pat. <laughs> no. I'm not sure. I had to talk about Lyle's hair on air on Valley Pass yesterday. Again, that was a bit weird, but that was because we were sort of doing Radio London at the same time. Someone asked me about the hair. And What's so, yeah. It looks a bit grey. Or... Uh, no, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting what Pat's after there, but I think Lyle's got lovely hair. Uh, hopefully, he'll do the pink thing as well in October for, for Cancer uh, Research UK. Right, Gavin. What do you think, lads? And it's a big if. But if we're in or around the playoffs come January, do you think there's a chance that Roly, uh, Roland might take a punt on the promised land and stick his hand in his pocket? Don't laugh. I mean, we had a similar, similarly uh, phrased question last week, Tom. But, you know, we're, we're, we're top two contenders as it stands. We're, we're battling it out with Leeds for the title. So do you think, I mean, do you think in, the, in the bizarre situation that we are continuing... You know, a good run come January, and then the promised land is in sight. Does all of a sudden you think if I spend five million pounds here, I could get up into the Premier League? Oh, it's a massive if. But it would be very much against his um, his style for the last. It it would be, but at the same time, he's always said if we're competing, he'll spend. Um, but then he didn't do it. Yeah, last I was year about when to we say were. this was the first season we were competing, and he didn't spend. Um, I imagine if we were in the top two or three places come January. Surely the the lure of the amount of money he would make from getting to the Premier League, 
you'd have to think he would but then he's a bit of a moron so probably not he might just not bother so I don't know I don't think it's a question we're going to need to answer if I'm being brutally honest anyway Um, but it'd be very interesting to see but just based on what we've done so far I'm pretty pleased with the squad anyway Um, it would be nice to be able to then just add a couple more in January but whether it'll be that or whether it'll be Lyle Taylor going the other way and all the other lone players going back to their parent clubs, who knows? Mm. It's a long way off yet. We've got a couple of good emails and some good points made on the Charlton Live Forum, which we're going to come to <laughs> as well. Good good question asked by Chiz there and some, some funny stuff on the forum, which I'm looking forward to coming to. But we've still got uh, some tweets to mention as well. Jamie said it was a good result yesterday. Uh, Gary, a good result for us. Uh, uh, any other day, Barnsley would have taken all three. So that's interesting the way he feels about that because in terms of clear... Uh, for sure, we're under pressure at times, but in terms of clear-cut chances, I still can't remember too much. We had the Connor Chaplin one uh, that he missed not long after he scored. No, I don't know if... It, and then obviously Darren Prattley's own goal attempt, but there wasn't really much more of that, really, was there? So no, I, I, think, I think we could have nicked that easily. Yeah, I can't remember Dylan mm. making... Much saves to make, really. I saw, well, Cullen added one off the line, but it never looked like it was going in. Mm. But other than that, I thought, I, thought I thought we had the better chances, really. We could have nixed that. Right, cheers, emails, uh, tweets in. The EFL finally announced their decision on Hemed. However, it was only broadcast on Valley Pass, so no one heard it properly. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, if they announce on Charlton Live, you get it loud and clear, Mark. <laughs> um, uh, Sebo, I really feel we are helping to develop a future England international in Conor Gallagher. A future England midfield partnership of Conor Gallagher and Phil Foden will certainly cause opposing countries a few problems. As well, the future's bright, Sebo. Sebo can see it coming. He'll be worming <laughs> his way to the World Cup final. <laughs> a vital child and decent result yesterday. I wasn't confident of us grabbing any points at Barnsley, so a point will do. Who needs Pogba when we've got Lyle on the penalties? I love his casual walk up onto the next one. There's a lot of people on the forum who don't love his who like because it is the most nervous point, isn't it? Just before a penalty's taken. So you want that you do want that to be over as soon as done with as, as soon as it can be, but yeah, Lyle doesn't well, he does mess around there, but it works, so I ain't gonna complain. Uh, Richard Justin says, in terms of fullback cover, uh, could we get Mears in on a six-month contract? He says that Sam Peel can play left back as well, which I have to admit, I didn't know that actually, Richard. But um, yeah, I mean, we are looking at this this Tyrone Mears character. Bayer didn't really add too much about him yet. He's uh, a bit older. He's thirty-six, I think he is. So he's been a he's been an experienced campaigner. But if Bayer looks at him and likes the look of him, he may well be tempted. Uh, to, to, to to bring him in. Let's uh, let's see what happens. Right, Matthias was there yesterday. Uh, didn't think Lyle had his best game on Saturday, but he scored his penalty. I do feel his style of taking penalties uh, comes across as cocky. Uh, I did get the feeling uh, like that Lyle doesn't want to be at Charlton. Uh, Johnny Williams was fantastic yesterday. Well, I mean, did in his performance yesterday was there any any signs? I mean, Matthias felt he, he saw something there that suggested that Lyle. Didn't want. We know, of course, he he was. Bayer said he was unhappy that perhaps he didn't get his move to Brentford. But he is still here and he is still scoring goals. So, what would you say to that? I think he's drawn a line under it. As, as soon as that performance against Stoke, the goal he scored, the link up for the goals, I think he's drawn a line under it all now, and he wants to be here till at least January. And again, we're talking about the position we'll be in if we're up there fighting. Then. Um, I'm sure he'd want to stay. Um, mm. If if we're managing to be able to give him a better contract, then yeah. I'm, overall, I think he was good yesterday. Maybe didn't get as much service as he did for the Stoke game, so he didn't feature as much, but still held it up well. Took his penalty brilliantly. Mm. Uh, he, he was the one who put in that dangerous cross for the Perrington chance in the opening stages as well. So yeah, I felt I felt he did a, a few bits yesterday. It wasn't his busiest game, but he did he did have some good moments. Um, Sebo. 
Uh, it comes back again. Otsuma is even shorter than me. I am five <laughs> foot four. He made Boya look tall in that photo, like I would. And some of our other signings absolutely tower over Boya. I think even I'm. I think I'm slightly taller than Boya, and I, I'm fairly average height. So yeah, if if Boya's looking big next door to me, he must be absolutely tiny. I mean, I bet Chris Holly's delighted. Absolutely, I know Wally Groom is delighted to have someone like him around the building. Uh, right, Rag says, a great away result. Fully deserved. A point is better than going home with nothing, especially so early in the season. Excited for the games uh, ahead and seeing the team progress. Testament uh, to the management too. Yeah, it was an interesting point, actually. Yesterday was exactly six years to the day since we last drew 2-2 at Barnsley as well. So we, if we play at Barnsley on the 17th of August, we're always going to draw 2-2. That's the rules. Right, finally, Albert Rossi. Evening, Albert. Lou, I hope that the parent club of the players uh, we have on loan do well because they will recall the players that we have if they don't. Uh, there's always a danger, isn't there, with, with Aloni and Josh Cullen in particular, I think, because he's coming to the end of his West Ham contract. If they're going to get anything for him, I think they might have to do that in January unless they're going to extend his contract only to sell him at the end of the year, which seems unlikely. So let's hope it isn't the case. Right, we're going to have another break here on uh, Charlton Live. When we come back, we've still got your um, emails to, to read. We've still got your forum, uh, a couple of questions on the forum to, to answer as well. And uh, we'll look ahead to Wednesday evening's game with Nottingham Forest. Gallagher keeping in for Charlton. He's under a bit of pressure. Flicks it on towards Pierce. Little flick forward towards Williams. Williams He's is onside. Away. Williams in a bounce here. Collects. Williams. Skies pass Allen. No, Williams. Oh. Can Gallagher get on a retrieving ball? He can, but further wide. Gallagher. Ball into Cullen. Cullen. He's got Prattley behind him. Cullen into the pounce area. Cullen still. Ball across goal. Comes Williams. And he can. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening. Um, don't forget, if you're listening uh, via podcast, or even if you're not, subscribe to our podcast because that way uh, you're, you can have our show downloaded to your phone or your device uh, your device twice a week, the uh, Sunday show and the big match preview, which comes out on a Thursday evening uh, where we look ahead to the next game. So make sure you do so uh, on this Thursday's big match preview. It'll be a good show, of course. Uh, we'll be looking back at a game and ahead to another one. We'll have Forest, and then next Saturday it's home to Brentford as well. So we'll be uh, talking about two games then. So make sure you download um, the Acast app is a good one to listen to our podcast uh, on. You can also have the iTunes podcast app. Uh, you can also stream all our shows on charltonlive.co.uk as well. So all of those ways, make sure you stay in touch with us as well. Um, keep us going over the course of the season. Right, I mentioned there's some, there's some good stuff on the on the forum, uh, people wanting to, to get involved uh, with the show tonight. Uh, some people I think are just being silly, but we will do as many. Um, uh, Jacob did mention that the stream being um, um, a bit out of sync with the commentary but like, like I sort of said earlier hopefully that's something the club or their suppliers will be able to uh, to sort out but he says other than that the lads out there battled uh, hard all game Darren Prattley was solid as ever sitting in front of the back four and a real underappreciated asset roll on Wednesday it will be a tough night it certainly will and we will look ahead to that game uh, in, in more detail towards the end of this evening's podcast. Man, Don Crean Astors, good evening, guys. Great to get a point. A result uh, is an improvement on last season. Uh, pleased that this one is out of the way early doors rather than in the depths of winter. Uh, yeah, you had trouble. You couldn't get there last year. Was it last year you were supposed to be going and your train got cancelled and that was it? Yeah, it yeah. was very similar with the bus replacement. I think mm. we had to get a train 
to Peterborough first and then yeah. I got cancelled because of some delay. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's not a journey you want to be making <laughs> up in, in, the, in the dead of winter. But uh, Don Cranastas carries on. Certainly not tired of hearing uh, we've done it, tell you. <laughs> uh, reckon you'd uh, shift a few T-shirts with that printed on the front. Oh, I might do that. <laughs> might start selling a few yeah um, uh, really pleased we've signed Otzuma here's hoping that we have some good news uh, with Tommy Hemed this week Roland Forrest on Wednesday evening it should be a storming game come on uh, you Reds right Kiwi Valley this is one where I suggest they may be being a little bit silly hi guys I don't have any in- anything interesting to say I just want to be part of the show actually I did see a cat fall off a fence once that was quite interesting the cat fell onto its feet cats can do that unless they have no legs but then you would have to wonder how a cat with no legs would have gotten onto the fence in the first place <laughs> something to ponder anyone any any answers to that Tom no no nor have I no. right Kiwi Valley thanks for getting involved though. you've got your name on the show there uh, we'll have a think about that right cheers this is one that I thought was um, uh, interesting um, so I, I haven't heard this interview but Bose was on 5 Live uh, was it Thursday or Friday during the week? And uh, and so Chiz, uh, Chiz's message is this. Lee Bowyer has, without question, been absolutely brilliant in the weeks since the playoff win. He has not put a foot wrong. But there was one thing that I was slightly disappointed about, which was a BBC interview this week in which he was asked about how we will feel going back to Leeds. He said he was looking forward to a result that would see Leeds promoted and Charlton retain their place in the Championship. Of course, we're playing Leeds on the final day of the season. Uh, Chiz says, shouldn't his public ambition be far higher than this? I don't suggest that he should be claiming that winning the league is the target this season, but shouldn't he be uh, displaying more confidence and make it clear we have an ambition to push on as opposing to hope as opposed to hoping we scrape avoid avoiding relegation in the last game of the season? What's your view on that, Lewis? Because obviously he has talked about the low budget and he has said, you know, first things first is to get stay in the division. We spoke to Josh Cullen last week and he said the same thing. You just you. Are we getting carried away with a good start? Should we, as a club, be thinking, no, actually, we can push on a bit further? Or is the the, the main aim staying up this season still? I think I think we've just got to keep our heads a little bit. I mean, the start has been incredible, and you can't take that away from them. And I'm just going to enjoy it as it goes. I've I've always said from the start of the season, I would I would bite the hand off of anyone that said you'll you'll come 21st this year and you'll stay in the division because of the the hurdles and the obstacles that we come up against every single summer. I saw there was an in- a similar interview with Boyer and Sky Sports before the Blackburn game where he said a similar thing actually about going to Ellen Road on the last day of the season if the results saw Leeds promoted and us safe then he'd be happy and, and at that time I think every- all of our expectations at that point were if we send this division it's going to be a miracle because we were really you know we were completely under-resourced and we were lacking playing staff we've had that positive start now we've brought in new recruits uh, over deadline day We've brought in Aaron Ostermer and potentially Tom Ahmed to come. So people naturally, their expectations are going to creep up a little bit with the positive start. So maybe maybe that is sort of a recycled response from Bayer from that Sky interview. And it's maybe dated a little bit as people's expectations have risen. But I don't think it's a it's an unrealistic thing to say. I think if we stay in this division, that is the achievement. I mean, the sky is the limit, but let's not get too carried away. Because I think the reason we're doing so well at the moment is that the pressure is completely off. And we are surprising teams and people are writing us off now we're looking better people are going to start thinking oh actually Charlton are are a difficult side to go against that's what I was going to say Tom is this season a free hit for us anything above staying up because the expectations have been so low it will be acceptable will it I mean if we if we do get to Christmas and we're 10th or 12th and we're five points off the playoffs all of a sudden will our expectations change I think they probably will. I think that that would be natural for for expectations to change. But I think realistically, then when we come to 
to May. Uh, I think, like Lewis, if we're twenty first or up, I think everyone will will accept that as a as a good season. Um, you've got to look at the the restraints that, or sorry, the constraints that Bowie's got. You've got to look at the fact that apparently Roland is still looking to sell, despite the fact he's telling people not to buy championship clubs. Um, so you you've got to think, given what we're working with, anything in terms of surviving is a positive. Of course, if we're if we're in tenth in the middle of the season and finish sixteenth, people are going to be a little disappointed, and we'd have to go on some run in the back end of the season to obviously drop down that way. But if we stay up, that's a huge achievement. And if we can just start to stabilise ourselves as a championship club, which I think we all admit is probably where we deserve to be and where we should be, I don't think that's so bad for a few years. We've had so much turmoil over the last few years in terms of going up and down. I'd take a few years finishing in the middle of the championship just for a bit. Hopefully, eventually, the sale will go through and then maybe we can start to build with someone with a bit more ambition. Yeah. I mean, if football still exists when when the sale goes through, then, we, then maybe we will go for, for the Premier League. I mean, Rag, said, uh, Rag tweets in talking about those Boya comments and he would be silly if he didn't play down our chances. Which, yeah, fair, a, a fair point. Um, Fun Bluff uh, res- responding to Chiz on, uh, just says that Leeds are poo-poo. Another one potentially being silly. But then Red Henry again poses a good question here, Ben. Um, Lockyer getting a bit of a of stick from some. Uh, I think he's been a solid player for us so far. What have you made of, of Tom Lockyer, the summer signing from, from Bristol Rovers? Yeah, I liked him. I thought against Stoke, he's uh, one of those defenders. I think he likes to let the, let the attacker know he's there. So you see a lot of shirt pulling off the ball, a little push here and there. Um, and yeah, I think him and Pierce, it's going to take him a while to get a little partnership going. But you've got to remember, it's a bit, it's a jump from League One uh, to the Championship. And especially, it's a whole new back four. You've got Pierce didn't play a lot last season, did he? He had Nabi Sarr and Bauer there at centre back. So it's combining that partnership between him and Pierce. Now Solly's out, so Oshelaja's there. Parrington, Phillips, they've got to get a. What works for them, and now Oshelage is in for Tuesdays, uh, Wednesday. Sorry, so. Um but yeah, I've, what, what I've seen of him, I think I like him, yeah. Yeah, interesting point. I think Nathan picked up on that as well at the start, I think in pre-season and then the Blackburn game, um, about he, he felt that people had noticed Tom Lockyer and then when he played quite well at Blackburn, Nathan was delighted. <laughs> he was really pleased with, uh, with with the way that Tom played up there. Um, uh, Doug, uh, Doug Austin uh, says, uh, Middlesbrough fans don't seem to be impressed with Dick still. What a waste of money. I saw there was a couple of tweets yeah, going around. It's too yeah. early, it's way too early for any side to, to be judging uh, I don't know how Middlesbrough got on yesterday as well so um, Dick still gave away a penalty oh, did he? which is why they were so annoyed yeah so there you go so it's uh, yeah obviously not an ideal start for, for Anthony but I'm sure he'll be fine up there um, uh, PH says there's always room for a short bloke uh, with regards to Aaron Otsuma he can creep through the centre half's legs for a diving header see you don't think about these things do you uh, when you're taking the mic Ray's getting involved evening Ray I hope you're well sadly I believe that Lyle is likely to leave in January the form of the owner says he will offer him a below average contract, which he will obviously refuse. He can then say uh, Taylor refused to re-sign for us and then he will sell for whatever he can get. Well, yeah, there's, that is always a danger if we're being honest. We, we hope it doesn't come to that. But like you say, uh, that's always a, a possibility, isn't it? Right, um, we've got a couple of emails. Elizabeth Green, evening to you, Elizabeth. Glad we travelled up to the game yesterday. The boys really tried and we had patches of really good play. However, I do fear 
we shouldn't get too excited about climbing up the league as we don't really seem to have the depth of players for this division. It's great that the boys are doing so well. Uh, it's all about Boyer's good management and choices of players plus the great uh, team spirit. Uh, if the bloody owner sold or gave us just some of the money he received, we could be brilliant. What about after January when Taylor will surely leave? Uh, love the commentary on the show as always. That's from Liz. Yeah, cheers for email, Liz. So Liz saying not to get carried away, Lewis. Is that? I mean, it's it's hard to keep your head screwed on. And you did uh, one one of you. I think it was you mentioned about the the start we had where we did. You know, we beat QPR and Hull in the first couple of home games. Had a good couple of results and got relegated that season. So uh, we're three games in. Have, have have we jumped the gun a little bit on on booking that open top bus because? It's in the car park right now. <laughs> Maybe a little bit on the open top bus, yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think it's a crime to have your expectations high because we came into the season with such a low expectation and now we're flying. It's very easy to get carried away. I think that just just enjoy it. Don't set an expectation. Just go, you know, come to the games, enjoy yourself. We you know we we might be here, like Tom said. If we can stabilize the club as a as a championship football club, we're gonna be watching a lot better quality football. And it gives us a chance to build and hopefully if and when a sale goes through, if we're still alive when it does, it'll be it'll be another sort of uh, a, a leapfrog point for the club because mm. it's that's probably the only thing that's holding us back at the moment because you see the quality of players that, that Bayer and Gallen can bring in with the budget that they're given. And then you just think what they'd be able to do if they were given the right resources like the other clubs get. You know, Reading started really poorly over the, the last couple of weeks and then they got given a load of money to by a striker from Inter Milan. So yeah. it showed the lure of the championships there. So it can play in our favour. And of course, the lure of playing under Boya as well. So I think that we, we've got a really good foundation here to, to progress as a football club. Mm. If we can get the sale through, then maybe we can start looking at our expectations a little bit more seriously. I think for now, just enjoy it and, and sort of ride the positivity wave. Yeah, Bert Palmer's mentioning that he's not liking the fact that Lee Boyer only has a one-year contract. It needs extending or someone uh, will come in for him. Uh, I, I mean, we know the situation with Lee Boyer. We know the situation with the club is we don't dish out long contracts. I was shocked that Aaron was on a two-year contract, if I'm being honest. But, you know, hopefully we're still just waiting for this takeover so we can come in and secure a manager and get a a, a proper bit of consistency with the club. But it's it's just a bizarre situation, isn't it? Dan tweets in, Roland spending in January. You lot have been on that oldie cider again. Uh, We will be lucky to hold on to Lyle. It was a great point yesterday. Uh, Williams was outstanding and Wednesday... Uh, will be tough. Yeah, it certainly will. Still haven't had any of that Aldi cider, Dan. Um, Me either. Yeah, people, someone, someone needs to send some of it in because we've been promised that for a few weeks now. Have you ever tried any cider from Aldi? No, I can't no. say. That. No, all right, okay. Yeah, this is, some some guys did on the way back from Blackburn, and apparently you can fly pretty high on on Aldi cider. So we're still <laughs> I'd, waiting for I'd a free. They'll sponsor the show. Yeah, we're still <laughs> waiting for that for, the, for that sponsorship money to come through. Someone email them uh, as soon as possible. Right, Ben emails in. Hi guys, really looking forward to tonight's show. I'm on my way to Heathrow as I head for. Kyrgyzstan oh. uh, so hopefully that can help me for the at least the first part of my journey well I hope you enjoy your trip out there uh, just a quick question for you guys in the studio to discuss if the proposed Hemed move collapses uh, obviously we will be a striker light do you think Boya will stick with the current formation or do you think Enike could form a partnership with Taylor I personally think they're similar-ish players so they can't so can't see that being a great long-term solution I feel that Enike would do so much better occupying the number 10 role in behind Lyle so well let's have your thoughts on that Tom first of all so if Hemed doesn't come through yeah we don't really have 
you know, McCauley Bond. He looked all right yesterday. We haven't really mentioned him, actually. He looked, he looked reasonably lively when he came on, but he's still very raw for, for this level. And EK, I think, looks the part. But, you know, we'll, we will be able to play the two, the two of them alongside each other, EK and Taylor. I don't think he's going to do that largely, no. I think he'll probably stick to the formation he's been using as, as it stands. Um, I can see an EK playing a bigger and bigger part as he gets fit, for sure. But I'm not sure he's going to be playing the two up top at the moment. Um, obviously he'll continue to do what he has done and look at each opposition and if he thinks that two up front will work then I do think it probably would be an EK playing alongside Taylor but on the whole I think it's going to be Taylor up top on his own and then trying to utilise those attacking midfielders as you said at the start of the show we're we're the highest sc- uh, scorers in the league so I know we can't rely on Lyle but um, he's got three and three and on top of that we've got goals from all over this you know Gallagher's already got two and EK himself has got one Perrington's got on the score sheet it's only a matter of time for me until Johnny Williams gets one so this midfield has got a lot of goals in it so I'm not I'm not hugely concerned I think obviously an injury to Taylor is going to be a huge issue and all you've got to do is hope that if this Hemed transfer doesn't come through then we do something in January because that'll be the other opportunity we have obviously to strengthen Dan tweets in if we get promoted I'll buy you a crate of Aldi cider there we go that's what I'm talking about what a deal the only problem that's is there deal. though I probably won't survive the summer in order to enjoy <laughs> our, our return to the Premier League so yeah cheers Dan uh, I mean yeah I didn't really mention McCauley Bond did we since uh, when he came on yesterday sort of last 10-15 he came on I think didn't he what, what, did, what did you make of his performance yeah I thought he'd done well I said a game Tuesday and I didn't wasn't really impressed with him there but to be fair, on Tuesday, he was just up, up top on his own, whereas yesterday he came on kind of left-wing role. Mm. And uh, he did really well to spread the play. We looked, and when Prattley come off and Bond come on, you kind of thought, oh, I hope was going for it here. And mm. uh, yeah, he looked lively, and we definitely looked good with him on. And uh, I think he was a little bit unlucky. He chested it down, got through, and a, a defender just stuck out a boot as he was going through to... Um, Set up Lyle, I think it was. But uh, yeah, I was impressed with him yesterday, definitely. And let's not forget, he scored a lot of goals last season. So he's got it there. And maybe just one goal he can get, maybe a little tap in here and there, can give him a confidence boost to crack on. And he might be the answer to fill in a gap if Hemed doesn't sign. So you just don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, he said himself in that interview at the start of, uh, of the season that he knows he's not really quite ready for Championship football. But... You know, there's no League Cup games now. We're knocked out of that. So the only time he's going to get any proper game time is coming off the bench in the Championship, like we saw on Saturday. That was his, he, you know, his, his competitive league debut for us. He, if he can have little cameos here and there, that might just pick him up to speed a little bit more. Yeah, he's just got to come on and grasp the opportunity because we've signed him for a reason. He, he impressed uh, under um, Justin Edinburgh at uh, Leighton Orient last season, scored a hatful of goals there. We've picked him up. Boya's got this incredible reputation of, of improving players and making players better uh, and there's no reason why McCauley can't do the same thing he is still young and it is a big jump for him and I think he's probably done the, the right thing in, in setting his expectations down a little bit because you don't want him to come in and be in the firing line if, if we hadn't have bought in re- new recruits over deadline day and he was maybe forced to play more than he'd like to and he was disappointing and fans are getting on his back I think he's he's set his stall at the right level and, and set a bar and it just gives him something to aim for and improve on and I'd, I'd like him to do well here he seems like a really really nice genuine chap as well and there's no reason why he, um, like Benji says there he, he can't do the business if, if he grasps his opportunity properly 
Right, we're coming up to the last 10 minutes of the show. We're going to have a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start looking ahead to Wednesday evening's home game uh, with Nottingham Forest. Um, you can still get involved because I want to know if there's any changes uh, you'd make to the side. Are there any players you'd like to see come in uh, for the home game with Forest? If there's any formation change or anything like that. So let us know. Email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum and let us know uh, which players you'd like to see feature on Wednesday evening. Back in 30 seconds. Tries a little one-two with Stuart Downing, but Ben Poet is away. Is Stuart Downing's on his towel? He's not really got anyone apart from, apart from Taylor really up with him. He has to come back Brilliant. inside to Jake Forsykowski, who has loads of space in the centre of the pitch. Johnny Williams with the overlap. Can he play it outside? He can with Anthony. Can he go on the overlap either? He thinks it to the far post. To ben Poet, yes! Ben Poet scores his first league goal for Cholan. And what a counter attack from Cholan! And Ben Poet scores at Wembley for the equaliser. A score for Cholan for the first goal in the championship. So welcome back to Cholan Live here on your Sunday evening. We were just uh, chatting off air about um, who sings Muller Kintyre better out of us and Forrest because it's the Muller Kintyre derby, as Benji was pointing out uh, on Wednesday. Um, I think our version is better. 100%. Yeah, yeah. because he's just Chol- needs to Chol- sing Chol- it slower. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're rubbish. Um, so, uh, so it's um, it's another tough game. Forest on Wednesday. I remember when we last came up to the championship for the uh, under you know we won League One under Powley and then and then came into the championship. Forest just were the first team to really like maybe think blimey this lot are quite good compared to what we've been used to. They really moved the ball quite quickly around us in in the uh, it was in the um, early stages of the, of the first season back in the championship. Now, um, obviously they they're still there. They haven't they've had a couple of difficult years actually. If we're being fair, uh, Martin O'Neill left um, right, right, quite before the, like quite near to the start of the season as well. So a bit of turmoil um, there in terms of of managerial changes. They. Got off to an average start. I mean, they they've had a very difficult start. To be fair to them, they were beaten at home by West Brom on the opening day. You know, it's a team that, that's been in the Premier League in the last couple of years. They drew one all at Leeds, which is not a bad result by any stretch of the imagination. And then uh, a comfortable three 0 win against uh, a Birmingham side yesterday. Of course, Birmingham uh, themselves not off to the best of starts. So um, it's going to be a tough one, Tom. I was sort of thinking, like, maybe if you look at the quality of the opposition we played so far this season, maybe, maybe if Forrest have had uh, a decent summer of the transfer market, maybe this could be the first real test of a side that that could be expected to finish slightly higher than than, than the lights of Blackburn. Yeah, I think um, I would say this is our toughest game of the season so far. Um, you know, Blackburn had only been up here a season or so before us. Stoke haven't really impressed so far under Nathan Jones. Um, Barnsley away is a tough game, uh, no mistake about that. Their home record's very good and we've come out of that with a draw. But for me, Forrest, as you say there, losing to West Brom is no disgrace. A good point against Leeds and then handily beating Birmingham. Um, so it's going to be a very tough game. But Lewis said it off air earlier, we fancy ourselves at home. You know, We haven't lost at home for a long, long, long time and... The way we play at home, even you see against Stoke where we had to be a little bit more defensive just at the start of the game but worked our way into it, you'd, you'd fancy us. And we know we've got goals in the team. It'll just be whether we can tighten up at the back. Um, I was just talking off air about whether maybe we go to a back three. Um, but I, I, I think it's definitely going to be a challenge and we'll learn a lot about the side. But I don't think it's a game that we should fear necessarily. I think there's, there's every chance we could get certainly a point and maybe all three. 
It's one of those sides that you get. You you look at the, the sort of firepower they've got. The, the likes of Lewis Grab and Albert mm. Adomas in there. You know they've got some some big name championship experienced players uh, in there. And of course they've got Carl Jenkinson who's signed from Arsenal. This summer that's an interesting one to see him back in in the championship. Uh, I gotta say what sort of react, what sort of reception will he get? But I always forget that he played for us, even though he, we got <laughs> a fair bit of money for him. Considering well, not that much, but we got an amount of money from him from a big team at the time. He was a uh, he wasn't here that long, really, was he? <laughs> no, I remember when um, my Arsenal mate was like, oh, what's this Jenkinson like? I thought he's only played about seven or eight games yeah. for us, didn't he? He never really stood out, did he? No, <laughs> it was really random. That It was a dream for him because he was an Arsenal fan as well. And um, yeah, he's, he, he went on loan to Birmingham before, didn't he? And mm. never did anything there. But when he was at West Ham, I thought he looked all right. But yeah, he was on the bench yesterday, so I'm, I can't imagine he'd start... After they won, I've been saving him for the big one. Yeah, Yeah. maybe (laughs) the Mulligan tired the whole. (laughs) I can't see fans really remembering him too much to give him a bad reception. Yeah, but like I say, they they went and got that decent point on the road at Leeds, so maybe they are a tough nut to crack away from home. And let's talk about ourselves then. So I'm trying to think what the major decisions are going to be. So obviously Solly out. So we're thinking probably Oshilaja. You think that's probably going to be the way he goes? Yeah, yeah, I imagine it'll just be a, a straight swap. Um, Deji will go in there for, for Chris Solly. Mm, so that's one thing. I mean, is there any other major changes you'd make? I guess the main question is, does Anike start? So we've seen him coming off the bench and looking good. But at the same time, we've seen Leko starting games well and fading out. So could you turn it around? Could you get a longer a longer spell from Anike and Leko coming on as a, as an impact player for the final 20 minutes. Um, that's a decision to be made, really, because, like I say, Chucks has looked superb off the bench and Leko running at even fresh legs has looked quite good so far. So, difficult one. I think my thinking would be that we want to hit them with pace early on and try and play on the counter because, as I say, I do think they're going to see a lot of the ball, similar to how we did in the early parts of Stoke. You know, Leko in that first half, was on the ball so many times, picking it up on the halfway line and just running at the back four. So my thinking would be that you keep him and Williams in and try and do that early on. The other alternative is that you have someone like Anika up there for hold-up play and then last 20 minutes when their defence tires, you throw the pace on and do it that way round. I can see arguments for both. Um, For me, it would be starting Leko still and introducing Anike late on if we need a goal. Um, But it may be that he goes the other way and thinks, do you know what, I'm going to keep that pace in reserve and try and hit him late late in the game particularly because it's coming on a you know after a weekend game so they haven't had as much time to recover so that again we've said it a few times this season the great thing is we've we've actually got options this year there's, there's so much talent in that midfield now and it's so exciting that we've we've got a few options mm, uh, a couple of tweets coming with their suggestions uh, Dan said I'd go with two up top uh, Chucks and Lyle go back to the diamond because we did change to the diamond didn't we in in the final what, 20 minutes against Stoke? And that's when we went on to win that game. So maybe Lee Bayer would be tempted to to start with that. And I like this from Shinpad. <laughs> I'd sign Aldous Siderson on a free. <laughs> I've heard he causes defences to fall over. <laughs> 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 so there we go. There's uh, there's uh, one suggestion. Um, a draw? Would that... I mean, if we get a draw at home against Forest, that would probably still be seen as a good start to the season, I'd say, Ben. Yeah, definitely. It would still be unbeaten and... Uh... Yeah, making a valley a fortress, I think. If we can keep doing that and uh, being unbeaten at home, you look at managers always say if you've got a good home record, then it's a massive foundation yeah. for the rest of your season. And uh, yeah, the only thing I could see, maybe Williams not playing uh, Wednesday, just because three games in seven days, as you said, 
thinks the first 90 minutes he's played well in mm. maybe years. I don't know. Uh, just don't know if he's got it in him for three lots of... That is an interesting what, one. Yeah, I hadn't, re- I hadn't really thought about that. And that is a good point because, yeah, but at the same time, Bo is saying his fitness is getting better. So maybe if they start to force him and overloading him with those minutes, maybe that would help his fitness in the long run. It's an interesting point. Um, like I say, if he didn't come in, I mean, who who, who would you have? You've You've got... Well, Aaron's not ready yet, I guess. So, yeah, I'm not sure who else you'd pick. So that'd be an interesting one uh, to see. Right, we are actually coming to the end of the the show on Charlton Live. It's flown by uh, this evening. A good point up a, up at Barnsley yesterday. Let's hope we can go on and get all three uh, against uh, Nottingham Forest here on Wednesday. We're going to turn a have to turn a lot of audio around on Wednesday night to make sure we've got a show ready for Thursday. But on uh, Thursday evening, we should have the highlights of the game uh, against Forest. We'll have a little bit of reaction from from the manager and hope maybe a player as well. And then of course we will turn around and start looking at Saturday's next Saturday's home game with Brentford. So make sure you join us on Thursday for the big match preview. Uh, thank you for listening this evening. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, in the Acast app or in the iTunes podcast app. Anywhere you can get the podcast, hit that subscribe button, get the show downloaded directly to your phone twice a week without you having to do anything. Right, thank you to Lewis for coming in this evening. You're welcome, mate. Thank you to Tom Wallin. Cheers, lads. And Benji Cloak. It's been an excellent debut. We look forward to having you again. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Looking forward to getting my first cap. Excellent stuff. Yeah, you get us an hour. It's a bottle of Aldi cider, actually. Uh, right. Uh, so, good evening. Uh, so, uh, thanks for uh, listening to the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back here on Thursday night. My name is Louis Mendes. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusive Apply. See site for details.